Sibilis. Alligators. Sibilis. Check. Dinosaurs. Banana peel. Tiny faces. Slippery. Tiny faces. Tiny faces. Applesauce. Milk. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Interschnitzel, where we discuss news, pop culture, and the internet, all from inside the studios here at Beach Show New York. The stories we'll discuss today are from The Nerd Letter, a collection of the most relevant links sent to your inbox daily. Today is Friday, August 31st, 2012. I'm Matt Van Hoven, and I'm joined, as always, by Vitro's head of social, Colin Murphy. Hello, Mr. Matt Van Hoven, and I believe you're already lying to the audience. You are not here in New York. You're in, like, a flyover state or something. I don't know. I said a lie. I said it. I did it. I'm in Minnesota uh, <laughs> for the Labor Day weekend. Uh, Minnesota is home to the hot dish and hot actress. The gram. So there you and have Prince. that. And Prince. And Prince, yes. <laughs> uh, so just checking in on a couple quick things from last week, Colin. We tried to crowdsource a new name for Interschnitzel because we decided we don't like the name. Your job was to manage the crowdsourcing. Oh, How to go. Okay. All right. And we did have one response. Okay, so we're already oh, reaping benefits. Ooh. Yes. Who was it from? from Who was it from? <laughs> from my magnificent mother and... <laughs> Huge fan of the podcast, Claudia Murphy. She submitted Muhahaha as a title for the podcast. Maniacal laugh. Yeah, a maniacal laugh. You know, I feel like that we are then mad scientists, and um, <laughs> it's a it's a great idea. I think that we we should get some more. So I'm going to keep trying. But all right, thank you, all, Mrs. Murphy. Thank you, Mrs. Murphy. Yeah, thank you, Mom. But I would also like to ask you, Mr. Van Hoven, how that little project with Anthony. And the courier service is going up. Yes. Anthony and the courier Anthony is an autistic man living in uh, Edmonton who wanted to uh, start a courier service. So we emailed him to see if we could get him to deliver something. Um, we actually emailed his assistant, Mike. And Mike, uh, if you're listening, please respond to my two emails. <laughs> Let me just let's call on that's how it went. All right. We just no want to responded. send something. We just want to send something. We just want <laughs> we just want to be good people and do something for someone, but we can't even do that. <laughs> so, uh, there were some good things that happened this week, and we'll talk about mm -hmm. them uh, because they were awesome. We love you. I ran in Israel is a campaign that was started by an Israeli graphic designer, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Colin, I love this. Um, yes, I love it too. Props to this guy. It started with a simple message saying, we love you, Iran, from an Israeli. And then it spurred on Iranians responding with, I love you, Israel. And it's just, a few, it's just one of those few cases of advertising doing good. And it's also a good example of the true power of design and a simple message. So uh, that is a very good video. I, I definitely yes. love it. Help really spread those inspiring. both. Or yeah, that. Keep spreading. Yes. Spread them. Okay, so the Milwaukee Police Department, if you didn't know, um, has a history of being railed against uh, by local press. And in recent years, they have started uh, reporting their own versions of the news online. Now, this is another story you guys really loved, because as an extension of that um, commitment to digital, they have un uh, revealed this week a new website called MilwaukeePoliceNews.com. Mm -hmm. It is really well designed. Uh, another example of great design here. And uh, it, it fulfills this need, I think, for perspective on stories related to the police in Milwaukee. Um, now, it, it employed some neat... And Colin, you've, you've got the design eye between the two of us. Tell us a little bit about that. Aspect well, I mean, uh, okay. I, 
when I saw this, and you sent this to me actually uh, before you put it in the nerd letter, I I wanted to hate this project. I wanted to hate the fact that a Milwaukee Police Department made such a beautifully designed and executed website. I mean, it included parallax scrolling, with uh, which I hope you're familiar with. It it's the use of foreground, middle ground, and background in website design, and it creates this really interesting visual effect, which is all the hotness with the children's nowadays and <laughs> the, the new websites. Anyways, um, I really can't hate these guys, though, because they figured it out that really good design can go a long way. It can get a message out there, and even though they use parallax scrolling, um, I want I like want to read the stuff. I want to read everything that they have and it's really interesting and it's really important obviously. There's most wanted people there. So, uh hat tip to them and it's even mobile friendly. So, bravo. And I think I think it's better design more just it's a better design than any of the like the local press that are covering them. So, for whatever that's worth, yes. they've got something figured out. Yes. Uh and, and speaking of uh well-executed things. Ooh. <clears throat> Ooh, Will I Am and NASA teamed up this week <laughs> to do something really first time that this has ever happened. Um, they blasted a song out on the planet Mars, and now Colin, I know you thought mm-hmm. that this had been done before, but the moon is not a planet. So let's hear the song real quick. That was Reach for the Stars by Will I Am. Uh, NASA has in the past tried very tried and succeeded in certain attempts to get the attention of kids, knowing that in like you know, in thirty years kids will be running programs that help or hurt NASA, so they want to try and get kids on their side from the beginning, right? So in my opinion, this is another attempt of, at doing that. It's sort of a one-hit thing. Uh, and Colin, like, yelled at me when I started saying how good this was. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. First off, I got, I'm going to address two things. I, I did make the mistake, but I corrected myself that Moon was not a planet, but I was, <laughs> I was lampooned. I was made fun of by Matt a lot this morning about it. All right. And two, I did not yell at you, Mr. Van Hoven. I just, I just was very I'm, – okay, I, I'm biased. I really dislike the Black Eyed Peas, all right? I re- the music that they make. And I really dislike Lil Am's music. I think it's up there with one of my most hated songs from Carly Rae Crappy called Call Me Never, I, or whatever it's called, all right? I really, I'm, I'm very biased, okay? But I think that there's a better representation of music that we should include in this project, um, something classical, even the beautiful sounds of Adele's amazing voice i mean something like that i think that it's just come on come on we can do a better job than this than will i am's auto-tuned manufactured nonsense but we're not what you're suggesting though is that like there's some sort of highfalutin thing here that we need to do as humans and i just sort of disagree like i don't think anyone's hearing this i don't think any martians are out there they're going to be you know like the music is only being blasted from within the atmosphere so it's not going to be heard by anyone outside of the planet unless they can hear whatever the other thing is the rover itself has data about earth and humanity and and everything that we're doing. So uh, I just feel like that is sort of covered already. And really what the goal here is to get in the minds and hearts of kids. And Adele, it doesn't really play to that crowd. She's she's a more sort of nuanced and mature what? artist. So maybe another what? artist. What? What? No, I'm just saying she doesn't play. Like 12-year-olds aren't listening to like Rolling in the Deep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe they are, but they're definitely more aware of Will I Am. 
uh, because his music is just it's just it's so poppy and so like pop culture so i think you're sort of wrong in the sense that this oh. was a misstep by nasa because i think it probably did get very far i mean it's mass appeal well let, well, let me let me step in really quick and and we're gonna make this i'm gonna make this really short because i don't want to go, this to go on to how long it went earlier on but <laughs> um i think that nasa is selling out here this is the classic this is the classic sellout argument that you have in record stores and you know high fidelity type movie situations anyways i think that there are better ways to update your brand i think there are better ways you know there could be a rebranding there could just be a, a, it's it's what we do have here at vitro now i think that it is a way of doing it and i'm I, it'll probably be really successful but i think that it's just piggybacking on something that is not helping their brand in the long term all right and that's how i'm gonna leave it all right all right it's because this could get longer but uh, fair fair I enough i wanted to make that point uh but okay. you're wrong okay so there's a man in Germany who started wearing a dress, uh, and the reason he was wearing that dress is because his son, his five-year-old son, also likes likes to wear dresses. The father had no preference about wearing dresses before his son started wearing them, and the reason he did that did that is to make his his son feel a little bit more comfortable in public. Uh, we saw the story on Gawker where some of the commentary got pretty interesting. Uh, you know, typical haterade was found, but also there was some there were some interesting points uh, that we should probably discuss. Uh, because yeah. this is like a very I, interesting. I I, I, I I put this in the docket because this was such a heartwarming story and it brought a tear to my eye and that's why I thought we were going to talk about. But then we did look in the comments and I'm going to read two of them out there and I think there's a, a really good discussion here. One of them was I can't really call this guy Father of the Year, which was entitled uh, in the headline, because I think he seems just a little too eager to make a political point without necessarily considering all of the possible reasons. And repercussions. Wow. Okay. I don't know Oof. if I'm making a political point here, but. And the second one was times like this, I like to ask, what would Hank Hill do? Would he mutter that boy ain't right under his breath and let it slide? Or would he nip that in the bud before the world turns into a very mean and angry place for that mm. little kid? I know I'll catch hell for this, he said, but I'm going to, with the latter. It's. He then went on to say, it is the father's job to teach a boy what is expected of him in society. That is, def that is the definition of parenting. I didn't want to talk to my son into not playing with fire and gasoline. And I just can't believe he compared fire what, and gasoline wow. to wearing yeah. a dress. Right? <laughs> that's terrible. Yes. Okay. That's so I'm going to step okay. in here because I think there's a good point in asking what a parent's role is. But I think the commentary, that last one, got it wrong. Parents got it only mm -hmm. half right. A parent's job is to help mm -hmm. a kid... Uh, you know, figure out his place in society, but also to build their confidence in himself using whatever gifts the kid has been given. So mm -hmm. that if this little guy grows up to, and I think what we're talking about here is he might, you know, he might feel more like a woman on the inside, which is fine. Uh, his parents have an opportunity to either accept that and help him prepare to deal with the challenges he's, he's definitely going to face in the future because mm -hmm. it'll be hard for the kid, regardless of whether or not they support him. So they can try and nip, if they want to try and nip it in the bud, it's probably going to have a different result because the kid will suppress it and then ultimately yes. those feelings could come back in another way and make him second guess or if yeah. they just like let it ride maybe it's a phase and then he, he get, grows out of it at some point and like whatever so I'm not suggesting that that's what should happen I'm just suggesting that you know if you sort of with kids if it was something else if it was like the kid likes to pick his nose like yeah you try and stop it because it's really gross but like if you try too hard to stop it the kid's just going to do it over and over and over again so for a while if you let it go they say 
that the kid will come through it. So I don't know if this is good parenting or not, but to me it seems like the wrong thing to do to try and say, hey, like, this is wrong, because it's not wrong. There are plenty of people that have, you know, lived full lives being being themselves in many other ways, so why would this be any more wrong? And I think that's that's sort of the conversation that should be had, but uh, definitely definitely an interesting move as a parent than yeah, something. Yeah, and I support it. I, I Father of the year. Check, check, check loaded. It, check, I love check, him. check. Yes. <laughs> Let's be a little bit mean now because, you know, the internet <laughs> has a great way of being mean in, in great ways. And the condescending yes. corporate Facebook page, which we found this week, yes. is an excellent example. Yes. I'm going to take the reins on this one because I was sent this page via my brother-in-law, Jeff Garrett. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, just to give a little context, the condescending corporate brand page is a satire of brand pages on Facebook. And you can follow it on Facebook as well if you just do a simple search. And they post really funny things like, like this photo if you don't like elderly relatives dying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like this photo if you own a left hand hurry up um and there's other ones there are actually a lot better ones too and uh it actually is starting to grow from when i started it was 2000 i liked it and now it's at 10,000 and i love the fact that even the people joining are starting to get in on the fund or they are creating just as satirical message comments if you will as the brand page is but the larger argument the larger discussion here actually is that ironically, and this is how it came to be, brand pages do do this. They <laughs> piggyback off of like content that does not associate with their brand, does not associate with their products, and they utilize that to just gather likes and comments. Um, mm. I mean, this is you can't blame them because those are statistical data that shows success within social media, and it's something that is constantly trying to... We're constantly trying to find an answer to it, but I think that answer is sentiment. It is what the people say. It's how they're talking about it to their friends. It's how do they feel about your brand. It's are you talking about your products? Are they buying the products? I mean, come on, ROI. That's number one in advertising. So um, I think that this is a large argument, and it's just like it's really funny to see something like this poke fun at us and as a marketing industry, and it's kind of telling – I kind of take it as a challenge, like – all right, all right, we can do better, you know, and I believe that we can do better. So we can, you know, and we can do better is you're getting a little preachy on me, Colin, because I, you know, I'm getting preachy. (laughs) I know you love this stuff, but you know, Mm -hmm. I think we do this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But I liked it. And I like the fact that this plays on the corporate side of it, but I think also regular people do this too. Like uh, I was telling you earlier about some comments that I made on Twitter, which is basically the same thing. And it's like, nobody, response to my comments there's no there's no rts on my comments and like why well that's because because they're so lame you're just not funny yeah Yeah, they're not funny and they're not good and the same thing happens on facebook and i think the corporate companies corporate entities and individuals are guilty of it as well so we should maybe create the condescending human page uh that plays (laughs) plays into that element because i I, like it i like it yeah so get on that colin since you're the social guy And uh, And we'll we'll comment. We'll comment as the condescending human page on the condescending corporate page, and just go insane. Oh, it'll be so meta! (laughs) All right, some stuff you need to make sure you read this week or today in today's nerd letter. Apple rejected an app that um, would tell you the number of deaths that had occurred due to drone Mm -hmm. strikes. Wow, that's 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 really. Let me tell you, yeah. So, and no surprise that it was rejected because it's some outlandish. It's an outlandish idea, but I think it's a poignant 
remark on sort of culture and like, look, this is what's happening. And mm-hmm. one thing I want you to think about this week, Colin, as you read that story, is is this any different than the New York Times giving updates on drone strikes, which they are they do from time to time, not every time, but they mm-hmm. do it. So is this any different? Uh, another story that I is sort of military related, uh, and then I'll. I'll let you roll out, Colin, is CBS has hidden the identity of a Navy SEAL who wrote the upcoming book on um, Osama bin the, the the death of Osama bin Laden. It was one of the SEALs that was uh, part of the actual mission. And uh, CBS did an interesting thing. This guy's ID- identity was already revealed by Fox News and by the AP. And CBS still hid his identity for an upcoming interview on 60 Minutes. Very, very interesting stuff. Uh, interesting. We've been talking about media taking the high road lately and doing the right thing, and I think this is an example of that. So, um, yeah, yeah, and and I believe you 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 bought that book, right? I bought it. Yeah, it's coming to me uh, yeah. next week, so I'm excited. So I'll let you know how that yeah. is. Now, something That's fun, cool. something fun. Yeah, that comes from some friends of ours over at Wonder Sauce. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me. Yeah, the Wonder Sauce, and it's a it's a great production shop, and they just launched an app that teaches you how to speed read. How cool. I'm doing this in slow motion. How cool is that? Because it's speed reading. <laughs> let me, okay. let me oh, correct the cheesy. record here because if, if they think if, production shop, wrong word, they make digital stuff. Oh. All right. Digital and mobile. Okay. They make things that work wonderfully for you and they're really cool guys and they do a great job of it. And this app is fantastic. It's called read, read it's quick. Fantastic. You can find it at readquickapp.com. Yeah. It's in the iTunes store for three ninety nine, I believe. And if yeah. you ever wanted to read faster, I'm the slowest reader. I'm definitely going to get this app. Check that one out. And, check it out. And that noise, ooh, means we've come ooh. to the end of the episode. Uh, so I'm going to roll out with Colin here. It's Labor Day weekend, people. Get out there and have fun. Uh, really quickly, a big thanks goes out to our sponsor, Vitro. Our exclusive wardrobe provider is Dom, Dick, and Harry. DomDickandHarry.com. Uh, absolutely. And um, Keith Steckler. Stockler? Ste- Stock, Schmeck, sticky? Slock, slicky? Stocky? Keith donated $5. So thanks, Keith, for that. Uh, yeah. He has a blog. He has a really good blog called All That Inspires Me. Well, it's All That Inspires Dot Me. Ah, indeed. You see it. And you can find us at VitroAgency.com, Facebook.com slash VitroAgency. And you can heckle at Colin Murphy and at Van Hoven on Twitter. Please help us grow by sharing this with anyone you know that would like it, and have a great Yeah.